Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Secure the Insecure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seifert and every week I'm joined by one very, very special guest who's here to tell you their story to educate you into what could happen if you do not look after yourself. This podcast is sponsored by Jennings & Co. Financial Planning, making financial planning easy to understand. For more information, go to www.jenningsfp.co.uk. So my guest this week is someone who you will know because she's been in the Maltesers advert, although I did give her a bag of Maltesers today and they melted. Uh, and she's hilarious. She's very dirty. She <laughs> loves a bit of a dirty joke and I absolutely love it and love her for it. I'm delighted to welcome to Secure the Insecure, Samantha Renko. Yay. Hello, I'm Samantha. Here. Well, hello. And thank you for my melted chocolates. Well, you know, I aim to please. You, yeah, you do. You pleased me beyond my wildest expectations. So oh, you're you too that. kind. You're too kind. You're too kind. Now, Samantha, I want to go back to the beginning of your life, if that's okay. Yes, if so, you remember that far if back. If you can remember that far back. So t- talk me through what happened, because I don't want to use the word different, but... And I don't want to use the word normal. We don't like the word normal at all. What word do you like to use to talk about who Well, you are? disabled. I don't I think disabled is not a dirty word. And, you know, I do have a disability. And um not to get too kind of technical, but if you transpire to the uh, uh, social model of disability, which basically means that, you know, I'm only disabled by my environment, you know, so, um, you know, I have a, a condition called brutal bones that will always be a part of my life. But only my environment disables me. So if I go to a restaurant and there it's downstairs in the basement with no lift, then I become disabled. So I think the word disabled, we shouldn't shudder, we shouldn't kind of shy away from it and feel awkward as many people do because language is really changing and, you know, um, that, that goes for language within the disabled community. It's interesting you said that mm. the environment defines if you're disabled or not. So yeah. therefore, in your own home, which yes. is obviously kitted out... It's fully for, adapted. So are you disabled in your own home? No. Because Amazing. I can, because I'll always have my impairment, 
which is brittle bones. Right, so there's a difference between the impairment and, and disability. Okay, okay, let's go through that. So the impairment is what? Brittle bones. Or also, well, the, the official term is osteogenesis imperfecta. I still can't spell it. I've had it all my life. But it basically means that my I don't have type 1 collagen in my body. And collagen is in your hair, your, your eyes, your arteries, and it's also in your bones. So the layman's term is a brittle bone condition. And when did you realise you had that condition? So I, I, my mother's German, so I was actually born in Germany. My uh, father was a military man, quite cute. She was a nurse. So they met over there. And my sister, she didn't have a disability. Um, you know, the, the back, back then, I suppose, they weren't really looking for anything on the scan. It's not as not like it is nowadays where you can kind of really identify if there is, um, a, you know, some kind of uh, condition with the, with the fetus. But anyway, so I was delivered naturally. Um, obviously, having brittle bones, I, 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 um, I broke pretty much all my bones on delivery. Uh, parent, you know, parents were told, you know, to pray for your child, and I was taken to a different hospital. And it was like, look, she's probably not going to survive the night. Thirty-three years later, here I am. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've had around two hundred fractures in my life. Um, I'm, I'm a bit of a bionic woman. Most of my body is is metal. Which is kind of cool because I always like joke saying, you know, if it bit bit like Mad Max, like when I die, you can dig me up and like like sell me on for parts. And what it's happens all, when you it's all through, titanium? What happens when you go through the security, titanium, uh, darling? Scanners. Titanium misconception. So it doesn't go off. Um, it's lightweight and it doesn't beep. So that's kind of a upside. Is yeah, that an upside or is that annoying? Are you like, look, I've got metal inside me. I wish it would go off just so I get a bit of yeah, attention. Yeah, I mean, like, I go, I go off anyway because of my wheelchair. So it's always quite comical. But um, but so basically, yeah, my bones. I've got a very bo- low bone density. Um, my joints are very lax. I had scoliosis, so the whole of my spine is fused, uh, rotted. Um, I'll show you the X-rays later. They're quite amazing. Look like a Christmas tree. Um, but you know, I am prone to death. I can have embolisms. Uh, is that how you say embolisms? Yeah, so obviously arteries, um, they, they have uh, collagen in them as well. So there's there's a lot of kind of... It's not just about bones. Um, and contrary to popular belief, eating more cheese or drinking more milk will not necessarily make my bones stronger because I get I get told that quite often. Just have a bit of cheese and you will be right as rain. Honestly. It's almost like one of those keyboard warriors who go... Samantha, can you just, you know, eat a bit more and then your bones will be fine and you'll be back to normal and suddenly you'll be the normal size of six exactly, foot whatever. Exactly, exactly. And again, it's that kind of... I, I, I Someone put normal on Twitter today and I, I woke up this morning. This is why I try normally not to turn my phone on a good half an hour when I wake up. I literally don't even, you know, do it to turn off my alarm anymore. I've got that all through, like, um, Alexis and things. But, um, but yeah, I, I stupidly looked at my Twitter and I was reading a, a thread to do with an access issue um and someone was so i like to read just to see to gauge how society reacts to something that is uh you know a, a disability issue you know um not being able to get off a train um without assistance and when the assistance isn't there you know how how demoralizing that is and this one guy was like well what should what should do i don't know why i'm doing this accent but i'll go with it what she doing on her own anyway like as if to say that people with disabilities can't live independently and travel on their own and someone someone kind of said that and he went well it, it's difficult for normal people never mind other people and i just thought oh for goodness sake like i think the the word normal should be banned 
in today's society. What is I mean, normal? what is normal? I might not think you're normal, you know. It's all relative, isn't it? So, yeah, let's get rid of the word normal. Let's all boycott it. It's, uh, again, you differentiate between the side of impairment and the disability. Mm. Do you feel like people have been very accommodating from you from an age? So when you were at primary school, because normally mm. someone would be bullied because they're a bit different yeah. in terms of their hair or their a physical... They wear glasses. Because or... they wear glasses, a physical yeah. thing that makes them different to the next person, but they're still the same type of mm. people. But when people look at you and they see mm. the wheelchair... It's more obvious, isn't it? Exactly. You know, it, it's, it's... And again, we've always... like Now we're very, very PC about things. Yeah. But back then when you were going up... There must have been a bit of PC as well because you can't be so offensive to you because you are physically in a wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, I went to a mainstream school, um, so that means I was was very much the only disabled in the village, so to speak, you know. Um, So there wasn't really anyone like me, uh, particularly in in infant school and primary school. But I think when, you know, you've got to give children a lot more credit than most people, you know, give to them. Um, the, The kids that I grew up from the age of four up until the age of 11, they just saw Samantha as the quite loud one who liked theatre with the big, big like, Benetton multicoloured glasses and long blonde hair. That is literally, if you were to ask them, that's how they describe me. But then I had to, unfortunately, because of access issues, I had to go to a completely different high school from all my peers. So I had to, in theory, start all over again. And then I became the chick in the wheelchair, the disabled one the weird one, because these kids have not grown up with me. So I think that's really quite reflected on society and that's why I'm a big advocate of inclusion and better representation, you know, within TV. This is, you know, why I love um, doing the work that I do. Um, Just to be like, look, you know, there's 14 million almost disabled people in the UK today. We are the fastest growing minority. And, you know, everybody at one point in their life will become disabled, whether you realise it or not. And also, you know, I, I have mental health, struggle with anxiety and depression. Um, and, and, you know, I think th- and that is definitely on the on the up. You know, more and more people are having extremely stressful lives. And, um, and you know, under the definition, that is... You, you, that is disabled under the the, the that, official definition and are you getting anxiety and depression as a reaction to the way that society is treating you as you get older yeah do you know what? i was really thinking about this um i've never hated myself i've never sat there and been like i really feel sorry that i have why can't i be like everyone else do you know what i've been angry at i've been angry at society's attitudes towards me like i've never rejected myself in a way i i've you know me, i'm me this is me i, I quite like who I am. It makes me unique. I've never seen that as a negative. What I've really hated is people, how people respond to me and how, you know, whether they pat me on the head and go, oh, bless you. If I were like you, I don't think I'd want to be alive. You know, say things like like that or even, you know, looking at access issues. I mean, it's been really difficult, even in the acting world, you know, the amount of auditions I've gone to, you know, is it accessible? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's accessible. We just got one step at the front. I even had to do an audition. They hadn't, they'd, they'd requested wheelchair users and then they'd booked a studio on like the fifth floor. So then I had to do an audition in a, in a, like a Starbucks in front of a load of random people and I had to pretend that I'd won the lottery. So I'm in this Starbucks screaming, going, oh my God, I won the lottery. But I just thought, like, listen, like you, you've asked for disabled 
actors, predominantly wheelchair users, and you can't even be bothered to source uh, a building that accommodates their needs. It just blows my mind. And it's, you know, don't get me wrong, I think we have come a long way and I think the Paralympics have done a really, you know, great thing to to bring disability into everybody's homes and, 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 you know, kind of change how we view disability. But we need to remember that, you know, not all of us are Paralympians um, and, and um, you know, actually we still face a lot of prejudice on a daily basis as i believe it's a charity scope that have um something a study they've and they've called it the disability perception gap so i get told oh you've never had it better and oh well the law protects you you like everywhere's integrated you know there's a disabled kid in my 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 kid's school you know what what basically what you're moaning about like you've got everything now and actually in in a lot of ways um there's a lot more barriers than we used to have in many many ways so um i don't think for me personally in 2019 and how i see maybe other minority groups have, have flourished and being accepted which is fantastic i still think the disabled community are waiting for their time can i give you a different outlook to how i view you oh go on then Oh, do you really want to say this on a podcast? Probably not. <laughs> I see you as someone who is so brave and so strong. The reason why you are impaired is mm. because you're so brave and so strong that you can be responsible and help further the awareness of disabilities, mm. which someone else, like mm. me maybe, mm. wouldn't be able to do. But no. you've been given that special power. Oh, and I see you as so much more powerful than everyone else out there because you can make a change which they can't do and that is why you're amazing yeah oh, well well thank you i don't like compliments but that was very sweet but no i mean i do believe that i've been put on this earth um for for to to do good and, and do that and i i i've always been an extrovert like me and my sister are really like you know go get us like powerful women and um in our own right and our parents were complete introverts so i i do believe it's a blessing that i have got this innate innate kind of confidence um and i think that's really helped me in in many 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 areas but you know don't get me wrong it's not all roses and happy days i do get very frustrated um because i am so you know go and get it and you know if my health does sometimes play up or if i've got a fracture just even getting to people to to understand you know because the particularly in the industry that i'm in in media you don't want to feel like a burden so sometimes you kind of downplay your needs or or you know how you're feeling that day because you know you don't want because you know what it's like this industry it's so fast paced it's like you know if if they can people can move on to another person if you don't take um you know grab opportunities so i i'm definitely struggling with like the imposter syndrome at the moment uh you know not feeling good enough and i think what's happened is i've got to such a i mean i've been in london for seven years and i've worked bloody hard to get to where i am but now everything's really falling to into place but in a great way i feel very very privileged you know um but now it's like oh my god now i've got it all i don't want to ever want it to to stop and i realized that you know being female and having a disability you know there is a lot of, a lot of factors going against me it's a funny one again i just want to kind of relish in my success and be like like you've got this do you have a little a little devil sat on my shoulder kind of swaying me saying that you're you're not you know you're not good enough and uh wh- why not these people booking me but um but i suppose 
a lot of people go through that and i know it's very common uh, within for for women in particular so yeah it's in- interesting i feel like i'm going through a transitional phase at the moment like i've got my own flat i've got a new kitten everything's going great not got a man so if anyone's out there uh, take me on a date that'd be great not that i need a man i am an independent woman um so yeah but um but it's like i said it's been 7 years of hard hard slog do you see it as that you're not good enough or you're now being booked because now in this era especially in the media of Mm. tick boxing and positive discrimination where we have to say we've got a disabled person we've got a black person we've got uh like tokenism basically um so i don't mind being a token i i did feel hung up about it at first but actually do you know what if you want to put me on your panel show um, on primetime television just because you want a, a girl in the wheelchair. Well, do you know what? I'm going to go on there and I'm going to get my message out and I'm going to get paid for it and I'm going to I'm gonna get probably more bookings from it. So actually, it's a win-win situation. Do I wish that tokenism didn't exist? But I think we're not there yet as a society. We're in this, again, transitional phase where we need a little bit of tokenism, but I think it's about taking that control back, you know, and I feel like I've taken the, 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 the power back so to speak and you know i'm i'm not media trained i used to teach languages you know and uh, children with educational uh, additional educational needs so my background is in sociology and french and german european studies i've no media training so everything i've learned is is from saying yes you know fake it till you make it so to speak just like yep 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 book me even if you th- even if i'm a book ticking exercise you know what i'm getting free training as i do it you know um so it's a win-win win-win situation and when you were growing up and you moved to that secondary school because it's Mm. interesting that you just said that you became a teacher for people who were disabled do you look in hindsight at your parents going i'm glad you put me in a mainstream secondary school or do you think do you know what i should have been in a special school for just disabled people um so it's an interesting one because i was originally in a school for um, children with disabilities and then it just wasn't right for me it wasn't right for me you want to be part of the majority not the minority yeah but it needs to be on a case-by-case um basis so the school that i was in i mean we don't use special school anymore so a, a school for additional needs um uh, a lot of the kids in there had um, um, learning difficulties and I, my disability is a physical disability so I couldn't relate to any of my peers so it really wasn't the best place for me so mainstream school was great but I was constantly fighting to, to particularly high school to be accepted I was really bright but you know what I was more concerned about being invited to that sleepover being invited to the party and not being and was excluded. that because they were going, hold a minute, we're all going to sleep upstairs? Yeah. How's the for going to Parents were te- petrified. My first sleepover was when I was 14 because no parent would have me in their home because they were so petrified of having a girl with brought bones. Because people over. don't think, okay, well, hold a minute. How do we make it accessible? Rather than mm. all sleeping upstairs, let's have a slumber party downstairs, downstairs in the lounge. Exactly. What difference does it make? I know, exactly. I mean, so, like, looking back... Um, there was pros and cons to it. You know, it's made me more determined. It's made me kind of being able to relate to non-disabled people. But then through the magic of social media, I connect with a lot of people with my condition from all over the world. And there was a young girl in Canada, similar age to me, similar type of my condition, um, severity, shall I say. She's married. She's got a great job. She's got a beautiful house. Um, you know, she's kind of like living her best life and she wrote a blog and she said that she went to a 
as you used, what we used to call them, special school. Um, and she said it was the best thing for me because I learned so much, like, you know, practical things of, like, if I couldn't reach something or how to climb on work surfaces to be able to reach stuff, you know, from other disabled people. And I... I I didn't have any disabled friends growing up. That's because I was like, I, I, I don't want anything to do with disability. And it was only when I was uh, at university, I became a trustee for the Brussels Bone Society. And that was my first encounter with people with disabilities. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've rejected this this section of, of people who actually, in many ways, I can relate to, uh, you know, who are very different to my non-disabled friends but you know it it's pros and cons to every everything um and and you know i wouldn't go back and change my path because it's made me who who i am but it's been it's been interesting i'll i'll give you that (laughs) so if you could now give a talk to the students at your primary school and the students at your secondary school what would you tell them gosh i would say you know just because someone does something differently doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad thing or you should feel awkward um you know there's this there is this awkwardness and i don't always believe people who are maybe um say something inappropriate to a disabled person or you know kind of make a a joke that's not you know great or or whatever their action is i don't think it comes necessarily from a place of malice from a bad place it's comes from a, a, a lack of understanding I, I think what I would say is not necessarily to the children but to the parents of the children talk educate yourself on disability and then talk to your kids about disability they should have been able to go home my my peers should have been able to go home um you know to their parents go oh there's a girl in a wheelchair at our school she's new and their parents should have sat down and said, right, she might be new and she might do things a bit differently, maybe ask if she wants any help, but if she doesn't want any help, don't push, you know, don't pressurise it. I think parents need kids from a small age, going back to my infant school and my primary school, they reacted to me very differently from high school. That's because they knew nothing else. Sam was always there from age four, when she happened to be in a wheelchair, you know? So um, I think we just need to give kids a little bit more... Samantha, I can't thank you enough. You've set that example and shown us what it is to be different, impaired, but not disabled. (laughs) And I think for listeners to Secure the Insecure, it's amazing to have someone like you actually go, do you know what, I'm going to stand up for what I believe Mm. in and tell you what to do. Because otherwise, how am I supposed to know how to react to you? I mean, I had it today, when you were coming in, I was thinking, right, what do I do? Do I do I place you on a chair? Do you go on a chair? Yeah, How does well, the microphone exactly. meet you? It's things that I need to know. Yeah, but yeah. I can't physically ask you, but now I know. Yeah. I know how to deal exactly. with someone. And I can't thank you enough. No, you're more than welcome. Well, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, everybody's needs are slightly different. So even though it's great that, you know, you can now preempt, you know, kind of the what, what someone may need, you know, it's always just, just ask. 
we don't buy, you know, disabled people aren't scary. You're not animals. Just ask. Well, well I mean, it depends on how many loggers I've had. I thought um, you were going to say it depends which room you were in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, I mean, just ask, you know. I, I'd rather someone ask than just be ignored or, yeah. you know, kind of you get something majorly wrong. That's, you know? that's the thing. It's the fear of uh, not knowing. And that's why, what insecurities are, because unless you know the reason why someone is the way they are, yeah. then you don't know how to react. Exactly. Samantha, I can't thank you enough. Oh, You've been listening you. to Secure the Insecure of Me, Johnny C. If you like the pod, please do share the podcast. Please like the podcast and tell someone else it's okay to not be okay. This has been Secure the Insecure, sponsored by Jennings & Co. Financial Planning, making financial planning easy to understand. For more information, go to jenningsfp.co.uk. I've been Johnny C. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.